0: Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for your word spoken, your word written down, and your word read. We pray, Heavenly Father, that it would do its great work upon us again today to make us more like Jesus. We ask in his mighty name. Amen. Well, I I do uh, encourage you to have your Bibles open. Normally, we do uh, uh, look at a particular passage. It's going to be a bit more of a challenge today because we're moving around from passage to passage. I think the projectionist has as big a challenge as any of us. uh, But that's because uh, the verses we're looking at will be uh, also up on the screen. Uh, And as David introduced for us, the book of Proverbs has incredible wisdom for life. Uh, It's actually, and thinking about the serving platters, a smorgasbord of observations. See what I did there? Yeah, not very funny, was it? Uh, Anyway, a smorgasbord of how the world works when it's working well, and also how it works when it's not working so well, uh, on what is wise and what is foolish, it has wisdom on how we approach friendships, on how we approach money. It has approach uh, uh, wisdom on how we approach work, and even on avoiding adultery. And in many ways, it shines a light on us, onto our actions and motivations of how we live with each other, and above all, how we live before God. And indeed, that's the foundation of everything in this book. Uh, what is reality? And how do we live in step with it? That's the theme not just of Proverbs with its wisdom sayings, but the other wisdom books of the Bible as well. In fact, the whole Bible, which brings us today to wisdom and the heart. You don't need to read much of Proverbs to discover that the heart, our hearts come up again and again And not just in Proverbs, it's there very prominently in the other wisdom books of the Old Testament like Job and Psalms. Uh, In fact, the heart is under a spotlight from the very beginning of the Bible through to its end. And it's there, not just when you search and find the word heart or hearts, as helpful as that is, uh, what those words mean is addressed time and again, which means it is essential that we are wise about the heart, wise about our own hearts, wise in heart. Now we need to get something clear from the outset here. The way people, uh, uh, we today, talk about the heart in general is a bit different to the way the Bible writers talk about it. So what is the heart here in the Bible. Uh, we all know about the flesh and blood uh, organ beating inside our chest, uh, but just as commonly we talk about our heart uh, as a picture, don't we? Uh, as the place where our emotions dwell and we experience love. I mean, how many songs have been written? I did think about you know bringing up a list of songs, love songs about the heart, but I was a bit concerned about the wide variety of preferences, age and stage, And at the end of the day, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? It's the sort of thing where you say, I gave my heart to them, but they broke it. Now, biologically, we know those things, the emotions and love and those things are going on inside our brains, but we still use the language of the heart to represent the reality that we experience. And the Bible writers do something similar, uh, but it's a wider picture uh, than we commonly use. Where for them, the heart isn't just where our emotions reside, it's where we reside, our inner self. Uh, it's who we are, what makes me, me. It's who we are at our deepest core. And biologically, again, we know that's going on inside our brain. But the heart in Proverbs and the rest of God's word, well, it's picturing what we think, what we decide, what we love, and the engine room of what makes us tick. It's where we process the world around us and ourselves within it. And that makes being wise with our hearts so important. Now, we won't be able to say everything uh, God says about our hearts today, but if you want to get your head and heart, see what I did there again, uh, around it, There'll be no more of those sorts of jokes. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 that we read earlier is really quite brilliant for this. Let's read it. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Can you see what I was saying about the heart in these words? How your heart is who you are at your deepest core. It it must be uh, so if everything that we do flows from it. And here's a later proverb that comes from a different angle but reinforces, and and I'm sure will resonate with you, Uh, chapter 27, verse 19, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. And so whether it's in Proverbs or elsewhere in the Bible, the story it tells is that your heart has an incredible impact on what you do for good, Or for ill. And here's just one example of that from the Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 23, when it comes to how I speak. The prudent keep their knowledge to themselves, but a fool's heart blurts out folly. Or in chapter 15, verse 28, the heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. What we say comes from what's in our heart, doesn't it? And you may be recalling to mind at the moment what Jesus said when the religious leaders attacked him with their words, Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. And that's the thing about my heart and yours. The reason we need to consider and be wise about our hearts, the condition of our heart will shape either the good that we are capable of, but equally capable of leading us, it is equally capable of leading us into evil as well. Back in chapter 6 from verse 16, there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil. And you can look up the other two if you're wondering what they are in verse 19. But it's the heart that is the control centre, isn't it? Uh, Listen to chapter 6, verse 21, speaking to a person in danger of adultery. Do not lust in your heart after her beauty or let her captivate you with her eyes. What's going on in your heart can lead either to godliness or destruction. Our hearts are so central to who we are. We need to go back to the command of chapter 4, verse 23. Above all else, guard your heart for everything else you do flow, for everything you do flows from it. And so we need to hear today, <clears throat> guard your hearts. And it's a powerful picture, isn't it? Uh, and painting great pictures is what uh, Proverbs and the Psalms do so well, uh, whichever way it takes shape in your mind's eye. As you hear this proverb, you, you, you might think of your heart as uh, needing a fortress around it or maybe armed, armed guards, or security cameras. Uh, in this case, not so much like a bank, where you want to stop what's in there getting out, uh, more like a clean room. You know, when I t- use the phrase clean room, like one of those rooms where they make the most precise things that humans can make, you know, whether it's your mobile phone or the medications or drugs you take, The ones with special filtration, where you don't want anything that will spoil them getting in. You don't want anything that will spoil your heart getting in. So guard your heart. What else does this say about your heart? It says you have choices. And not only choices, but responsibility for what goes into your heart, what shapes your heart, the condition of your heart. The wise person, and I'm confident that you all want to be wise, otherwise why would you be here this morning, as wise people, take up your responsibility and guard your heart. I'll come back how to do that some more in a short while. But before we do that, let's shine the light of God's word on another aspect of our hearts in order to understand reality. It's this, that God judges our hearts. Chapter 15, verse 11, death and destruction lie open before the Lord. How much more do human hearts? Or chapter 21, verse 2, a person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. And you won't be surprised to hear how he judges us. Chapter 11, verse 20, the Lord detests those whose hearts are perverse, but he delights in those whose ways are blameless. And as we hear these words, it really brings to the front, doesn't it, the problem of the heart. The reality we live with. Because not only can my heart be spoiled without any intervention from God, I know it is. My heart is desperately evil. Chapter 20, verse 9. Who can say I have kept my heart pure? I am clean and without sin. Can you? Left to myself, I know I can't. And as I hear God's word, I know neither can you. And here is one of the great Bible reading challenges of hearing God's word challenges. I wonder if you're already thinking about it for yourself. How, how do you hold these things together? On the one hand, the responsibility you've given, been given to guard your heart. And on the other, the reality that left to yourself, you can't, you haven't and you won't. And it's a Bible reading challenge, a hearing God's word challenge because we can read Proverbs and other parts of the Bible and the commands about our heart and be left feeling like like we're staring down a Mack truck hurtling toward us and know that all we have to defend ourselves is, is I don't know, a fragile stick. But this is where we need to see a greater overarching wisdom to read and live in light of Proverbs. That is, all wisdom finds its fulfillment and meaning in the Lord Jesus Christ. When you understand that, you can have confidence that you can keep our our feature command this morning from Proverbs 4.23 and can leave today with confidence of where you stand before God. But you won't do it through your own strength. You will do it through the strength of what Jesus has done through his gospel. Let me explain what I'm talking about. The writers of Proverbs, the Israelites, they had a privileged place in God's plans, a relationship founded on God's salvation and promises. Uh, But ultimately, and as a nation... They failed to guard their hearts. Their hearts turned to evil. They ended up having what God calls hardened hearts. We heard that in the Hebrews 3 reading, didn't we? Like Pharaoh, from whom they'd been rescued, had a hard heart, and whom God had condemned. Now, talking about the Israelites this way isn't anti-Israelite or anti-Semitic, because they're before us in this way, not in isolation, but before us representative of all humanity including my and your own hardness of heart. Uh, has anyone here ever been to a cardiologist, a heart doctor? Mm-hmm. Way too many uh, positive answers to that question. Uh, ever had an ultrasound or CT scan of your heart? Mm-hmm. More. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not good, is it? But in this case, uh, if, if you imagine that the Bible is diagnosing our hearts... If, if, if you think of how God, what he sees when he scans our hearts, he sees stone, impenetrable, proud, obstinate hearts and hearts under judgment. But through his loving kindness, he promised a day when he would reverse this condition, when he would give people hearts that were made of flesh, you know, to carry on the picture, and healthy and love him. And so when we were reading Hebrews at the end of last year, we read about that promise and its fulfilment back in Hebrews 10, uh, quoting the promise given years before Jesus in Jeremiah 31. And the way in which Jesus' sacrifice, we're told in Hebrews 10, makes that possible. Which led us to read these words in chapter 10 of Hebrews, verse 22. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. And with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from our guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And so the great news is you and I can be wise when it comes to our hearts through Jesus, the ultimate wisdom of God. We may not keep our hearts pure. But he makes all who trust him clean and sin-free in God's eyes. By that same power, the power of his death and resurrection, by his work in us, we can have healthy and God-pleasing hearts. We can guard our hearts. Let me ask you, and... I don't know, maybe you've never asked yourself this question, maybe you have. Uh, If you haven't, well, why not ask today? Are you wise? Maybe you don't have all the answers. Uh, Maybe you wished you'd done things, maybe quite a few things differently. Uh, But let me offer you this. If you have trusted Jesus for life and for your life, you are wiser than the wisest person in the world's eyes. And if you have not, you still can if you are truly wise, you will accept the invitation on offer. The beauty of this wisdom is that it continues along the same path on which it begins. Keep trusting Jesus. Uh, one of the tyrannies of uh, preaching this morning and not going for the next twenty-four hours is so many things are said about the heart uh, in the Bible. We we could have uh, even read uh, uh, chapter three, verses five and six of Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Uh, we could have picked up what Jesus said when asked about the great commandments. Uh, the second one being to love, your na- uh, sorry, love the Lord your God, the first one, uh, with all your heart, mind and soul. Now, we can't say everything, although I've just had a smiled attempt at doing that, but we want to come back to wisdom and the heart in Proverbs because there are such great riches for us to mine here that will enable us to guard our heart. How does that happen? What will it look like? Well, it boils down to two broad areas. The first is to be wise about what we let into our hearts. Uh, The writer of Proverbs says, you you probably heard something similar in our reading from chapter 4, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life in many years and bring you peace and prosperity. And so the Proverbs say a wise parent teaches their child and the wise child listens to, remembers and obeys their commands. But even more is being said here as this is God's word and the whole book is introduced as written by Solomon, God's chosen and wise king. And so this this is a command to hear the words and commands of God himself and obey them. You will have a healthy heart, a wise heart, a heart of flesh and not a heart of stone if you feed on the word and commands of God spoken by our loving heavenly Father given for our protection and benefit and joy. This is wisdom for life. Listen to how it's captured in chapter 4 verse 4. Uh, Then he taught me and said to me, take hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. Uh, On the other side of the coin, listen to chapter 5, verse 12. You will say how I hated discipline, how my heart spurned correction. Indeed, say that, uh, you might find yourself saying that because the wise heart accepts discipline and correction. It allows itself to be reshaped by wisdom. So this is one of those proverbs of how the world shouldn't work but nonetheless does. When we grow in understanding reality, we will live more and more in step with that reality. Uh, So that it's our desire not to repeat the words of the proverb writer in that situation and and i'm reminded here of jesus words in matthew chapter 6 verse 21 for where your treasure is there your heart will be also the beauty of reading the proverbs as we now are is even if chapter 5 verse 12 resonates with your experience Uh, you feel like you've dropped the ball in the past, we can heed what it says and be changed by wisdom now to be more wise. So seek it out. Chapter 18, verse 15, the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge. For the ears of the wise seek it out. Now, if the first broad area of guarding your heart is to guard what you let into your heart, the second is to look after the condition of your heart. And above all else, and you may have detected this from some of the uh, uh, words we've read already, this is a call to weed out pride and foster humility. Chapter 16, verse 5. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. And chapter 18 verse 12, before a downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honour. Well, listen to this, chapter 28 verse 14, blessed is the one who always trembles before God, but whoever hardens their heart falls into trouble. And with those last words, I think we've come full circle. Full circle for today, full circle for this uh, four-week series where we spoke, as Dave said, about the fear of the Lord a few weeks ago to kick it off and here it is again because at its core, it is humility before God, a humble heart, humble before God, humble to treat him as we should, with him in all his glory, in all his power and all his mercy, and us, his privileged children. Now, I've aimed for the uh, the potted version uh, today of wisdom in the heart. We've only scratched the surface of the full shape and texture of what the Proverbs has to say about our hearts. And there are plenty more Proverbs about the heart and how Circumstances affect your heart, or your heart can affect how you respond to your circumstances, uh, as well as some of the, the big themes where the heart's connected, like with friendships and uh, money that we've talked about in the last few weeks. But but my hope is that as we've dipped into Proverbs over these weeks, uh, that it will it, this experience will encourage you to read Proverbs. Uh, to read the other wisdom books of the Bible as well. Now, with Proverbs, I want to suggest uh, you do it little by little, uh, that in fact, you know, if you try and read it like, you know, one of the historical narratives, you might find yourself a bit overwhelmed because the wisdom is so densely, tightly packed. But you might want to put in a bookmark, you know, and make a certain way down the page or use a post-it note uh, and come back to it the next day, And do that over a a period of time. But do read the Proverbs. uh, And understand reality. And live in step with reality. Because if you do, you will have wisdom for life. I'll lead us in prayer. Dear Father in heaven, as we have seen the riches of wisdom in your word, uh, thank you that they are your gift to us. We want to embrace them and grow in wisdom and become mature in Jesus, who is your wisdom. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would guard our hearts Uh, And by your spirit at work in us, use us to take up our responsibility. Grant us uh, the discipline to be careful about what we allow to come into our hearts. But likewise, what we allow our hearts to dwell upon. And it's our desire, thanks to you, that we might have a heart like Jesus... Uh, lowly and compassionate for you, for others, and for one another. And we pray this in Jesus' name.